Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. Welcome. If you were with us last time, we just started a series that is focused on EQ skills for life and for work. So more of a personal approach to creating the life that you want, getting more satisfaction, more success out of life. And we talked last time about a variety of ways that we can do that and three primary categories of emotional intelligence or what many people call EQ that are very helpful in understanding what this is all about. Those three primary categories are self-awareness, self-management, and self-direction. Today I want to focus on self-awareness. What is it? It's a conscious knowledge of your own character, your feelings, your motives, and your desires. It's also an awareness of your own personality and your own individuality. So it really truly is you understanding who you are to some degree. Now, how much self-awareness you have, that's what I want to talk about today. We spend a lot of time in our own minds, but how well do we really know ourselves? Are we cycling in non-productive thoughts and emotions, or are we leveraging our brains to provide better outcomes by becoming more self-aware? And why is self-awareness important? Let me share an illustration with you that I hope will give you some insight into the value of self-awareness. Now, this comes out of a presentation that I've done many times called The Power of Feedback. So, since this is audio, I know you can't see this, but if you think of a, a, a rectangle, and inside this rectangle are four squares of equal size, the top left is called the arena. The top right is called blind spot. Bottom left is called the facade. And bottom right is called untapped potential. So if you think of your brain, your your mind, who you are, the way you think about yourself, your self-awareness, arena is what you know about yourself and what other people know about you. It's the place where your most productive interactions happen. When you enlarge your arena, there's an important part of growing your self-awareness by doing that. And I'll get into more of that in just a minute. To do that, though, you have to reduce the size of some of those other areas either the blind spot or the facade or your untapped potential. So the more that we disclose about ourselves, the greater the arena can grow. The more that we accept feedback 
from other people, the more self-aware we can be and the more our arena grows. And that's the goal. The arena is where we meet other people. It's where we interact with others. It is that place where things get done, where relationships are built, where communication happens. So what is a blind spot? Well, you probably already know what a blind spot is. A blind spot is what we are not self-aware of. Are there things that we just don't see and are not aware of in ourselves? You can think of this in multiple ways, as multiple blind spots. Many times we avoid greater self-awareness, specifically blind spots, because they can be uncomfortable. They can trigger emotions that, frankly, we would prefer not to experience. The consequences of blind spots can be minimal or they can be very profound. Have you ever known someone who had a blind spot that made it difficult to be around them? You probably do. And you could probably name that blind spot. My question is, did you give them feedback in a good way, in an appropriate way, to help them become more self-aware? Or did you choose to not provide feedback? Feedback is a risk. You're putting yourself out there and sharing something with someone else that may not be accepted very well. And that's why that whole presentation I do on feedback and why feedback is a gift and why it's so important. And for our purposes today, it's really important when it comes to blind spots because it will help us to grow our self-awareness, which is going to put us on the path to greater satisfaction and greater success greater enjoyment in life because we will be more aware of the things that may be holding us back. So what's this thing called a facade? Well, think of a mask. This is something that we know about ourselves, but we keep hidden from other people. It may be because we perceive it would hurt a relationship or Frankly, it might be just that it makes us look weak. Keeping up a facade takes effort and energy. This effort reduces the energy we have to grow our self-awareness. How does that happen? By limiting how much we choose to open ourselves up to other people. So if you don't disclose, if you don't open yourself up to other people, then you're not going to get feedback in a way that could be helpful to your growth of self-awareness in creating a better self-aware environment. If someone does try to give us feedback, we may become defensive, which can lead to a loss of trust and a loss of connection. We may struggle with someone trying to give us something because maybe they've hit a sore spot and maybe that's why we put a covering over that part of our lives that we don't want anybody else to see. But if somebody touches on that, 
it can become very sensitive. The same thing can happen with our blind spot. Both of those, how much we're willing to disclose to others and what we don't see in ourselves has a direct impact on how much of our untapped potential we can access. So what is this untapped potential? This is the gold mine. When it comes to self-awareness, the more self-aware you become, the more you understand your limits, the more you understand parts of you that maybe you don't even use right now. Research tells us that the average person only uses about 10 to 15% of their total brain power. And from other research, we know the average person only gives about 40 to 50% of their total potential effort every day. Well, think about that. Think about how much untapped potential you have in yourself, but do you see it? And that's what self-awareness is. Find those areas of untapped potential. Maybe there are gifts and talents that you don't even know you have. Or maybe it's just capacity that's not being used right now. Now, ask yourself this question. What would it be like if you could reduce your blind spot and your facade and increase your arena? Remember, that's the place where we we really do things with other people. And then you could realize more of your untapped potential. Do you have any idea of how much untapped potential you actually have? Well, let's keep looking at this. EQ or emotional intelligence is the key that unlocks your untapped potential. Let me ask you this question. If we use that graphic that I talked about, the arena, the blind spot, the facade, the mask that we put on to hide things, and that untapped potential, what would happen if you could reduce your blind spot? Well, let's dive into that. If you have lived into your 20s and beyond, there have probably been people who have attempted to point out your blind spots. Unfortunately, that can easily come across as criticism or finding fault with you. That's when your emotions get triggered and your defensive walls rise up. Problem with this is they may be sharing useful information with you, but they're doing it in a non-productive way. Then what we do is we tend to discount that person going forward, or at least we discount their feedback. It's not easy sometimes to receive feedback. It's not easy to literally take the time to become more self-aware by drilling down inside ourselves and really looking at things. And I mean looking at them with deep reflection, with deep thought where you're really trying to understand who you truly are and how you truly show up 
in different situations. But reducing the blind spot could be one way to grow your self-awareness. Another way is reducing the facade. And remember, we're doing this to realize that untapped potential that we have inside of us. We're not just doing this to become more knowledgeable of ourselves. We want something to come out of that. If you're going to invest time, energy, effort, focus into becoming more self-aware, there's a purpose for that. We want to see a return on that investment. What is that? It's realizing more of your untapped potential. So the facade is a, a little bit different because you're the person that triggers your emotions and that shuts down a line of thought that happens to be uncomfortable or even potentially threatening. Why do we do this? Well, our society tries to project on us what we should be. When we fall outside of that expectation we've created in our mind or the perception of who we should be, remember, we're the ones creating that, then we try to hide what we perceive as a failure or a shortfall. I use the word perceive for a very specific purpose. We are the person criticizing ourselves. We're the one who sets the standards. We fear someone might reject us or make fun of us if they knew what we know about ourselves. This is a powerful roadblock to accessing your untapped potential. There will always be standards someone sets that we won't be able to reach. But how truly important are those? I want to shift gears now and look at EQ competencies. When it comes to self-awareness, what should we be looking for? When it is that moment when you learn something new about yourself, what happens in that moment? Do you capture that information? Do you use it to help develop yourself? And, and can you navigate the emotions that you're feeling in that moment And that thing you learn about yourself may be something that you're very pleased with or maybe not, but it's important what you do with that. That is the heart of self-awareness is not to just become aware, but then what do you do with that information? So there's, I'm going to use the model uh, from six seconds, uh, just like it sounds, six, S-I-X, seconds, and their website is the number six seconds.org. I like their model. I like their assessments. They're easy to understand. I've seen some EQ assessments that give you pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of reports and 35 different competencies and seven different categories. And honestly, how do you wrap your brain around all of that? Maybe eventually you can. But I really like the simplicity and the thought that went into the six seconds model. And under self-awareness, there are two competencies that we focus on. First is emotional literacy. 
how much do we understand what an emotion is, what the definition of that emotion is, how we can identify what it looks like in us, and do we know how it impacts us? So if you think about looking at an emotion from a 360-degree viewpoint, you know, really understanding and being able to name those emotions, truly understanding what they are and how they impact us. The second competency in the self-awareness category is recognizing patterns. Can we understand our patterns, what emotions are attached to those patterns, how those patterns impact our decisions and our actions? Can we identify if our patterns are helpful to us or are they hurtful? When we consider these EQ competencies related to self-awareness, we can start to begin to see why self-awareness is so important. Another question for you. Do you want to be the person that shapes your future? Or do you want to let somebody else do that for you? I think most of us would say, no, let, let me do that, thank you. To do that, though, you have to have enough self-awareness so that you can make choices that will give you the outcomes and the future that you desire. Research and case studies by the dozens have proven that people who have higher EQ measures, emotional intelligence scores, and more developed EQ skills have more success and satisfaction in life. We know that EQ is two to four times more predictive of success than IQ. So, quick exercise for you. Think of something in your life that you keep doing, but you wish you could change. Feel free to stop listening for a minute as, as you think about this. Think of something in your life that you keep doing, but you wish you could change. What is it that puts you in that pattern? What begins you on that pattern pathway? What are you thinking? What are you feeling? And be specific and name the emotions you're feeling when you're in that pattern. When do you become aware that you are in that pattern? So at what point does awareness come up that, oh, I'm in this pattern again? Now I want you to think of one or two things you could do to move away from that pattern into a more productive pattern. So think of them as off-ramps or escape routes or whatever you want. One or two things you could do to move away from that pattern into a more productive pattern or one that you want to go that direction instead of the old pattern. Now, with those things in mind, start practice using those ideas, those thoughts, those techniques, those actions. Put those things into practice. 
then I want you to reflect on how that worked for you. What worked? What didn't work? How could you improve on creating a pattern that you want to move to? A better pattern, an improved pattern. You know what you've done? You've just walked through a scientific approach to change. And again, there's a graphic that you can go to our blog on our website and see it. It's called the change map. The change map was created by Six Seconds to help people understand how to make change. So I want you to think of of kind of a target with different rings, but they're really cycles. The innermost ring is judgment, fear, frustration. So these are emotions that keep people stuck. A lot of times people cycle around in those emotions over and over. And you really can't change if you're just going to stay stuck. If you choose to allow those emotions to continue to drive your decisions and your actions and your behavior. The further most ring on the outside is curiosity, excitement, and courage. Well, those sound great, right? We all want to live in that place. Unfortunately, we don't live in that place all the time. But those are very proactive emotions, proactive in the sense of helping us move forward. They are accelerators. Now, what's that middle ring? It's actually the process that I just described to you when I said you've been through a scientific approach to change. First, you engage with the issue, the pattern, the situation. The second thing you do, so you learn about it. That's engagement. Learn about it, identify it, name it. Then you move into activate. So engage and then activate. And activate is trying different things and practicing different things and seeing what happens. And then the third step is reflect. What worked, what didn't work, Why did it work? How could I improve it? And all of these are cycles. They all continue. So when you go through that, engage, activate, reflect, it doesn't just stop after one cycle. You keep going forward. The more self-aware that you are, the more change you will be able to embrace and be successful making that change. Self-awareness is the starting point for building internal resources like agility, resilience, internal motivation, optimism, focus, energy, the ability to navigate your emotions. These internal resources are really important. I've got a saying I use a lot. A good friend of mine kind of shared it with me and I've, I've adapted it a little bit, but but I give him credit for that. You will only have the internal resources that you need to face the next challenge or take advantage of the next opportunity that you have built to that point in time. So if a challenge comes my way right now or an opportunity comes my way right now, I will only have the internal resources that are prepared right now. 
the ones that are ready to go. You can't run out to the store and get a whole bunch more and put it on the shelf and home and use it. That's not the way this works. EQ is the key that unlocks your untapped potential. The vast majority of roadblocks are self-imposed. If you think about it, I think you'll see that that's true. Removing those roadblocks is really your choice. Embracing a journey of self-awareness is a great place to start. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.